This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLB, TIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Melbourne's biggest gay voice has a fresh new sound. sound. Joy 94.9. Pete Dillon on this lovely Melbourne Cup event oh, evening. A happy Melbourne Cup Day to and you. And to you too, my dear. Did you have a happy Cup Day? I did. I did. A couple I of happy go. cups of something? I, I did. Um, no. No, none of the above. Oh. But I did have a lovely day. Well, what, I, what I'd like to talk about is some of the disasters that we witnessed on our way in here. Of course, it's 7 o'clock on a Tuesday night. It's Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9. You know, we want to hear about your Melbourne Cup stuff today, so you can send us a, an SMS on 0427-JOY-949. What about the landline? Oh, you can ring 1300-JOY-949. That's 1300-569-949. Speak to the lovely Matt on the desk. He's, He's sitting nice. there waiting for your call. He's a bit bored. It's a public holiday and all. No, the station's a bit quiet, so you can also send us a message on air at joy.org.au plus you can get us on the tweets yes salt mm, pepper joy that's that's an n in the middle middle, Mm, we try and make that fancy but Mm. it never works so melbourne cup fashion atrocities go well look i I think when people are on their way to the races some of them look quite respectable Mm -hmm. on their way home after having perhaps a glass or two of the fizz getting a bit over refreshed slightly over refreshed we actually saw some things on the way in that, that just beggared belief there was a young woman um the choice of frock in the first place, it was very, very short. Mm, and she was... Uh, bleached um, hair. She was a larger girl. She was a larger girl. And she was wearing a pair of Crocs uh, <laughs> as, as the footwear. And look, I wouldn't have minded had there been a, you know, a pair of heels or some wedges or Lord knows a mango espadrille in hand, mm. but nothing except a small purse. And I suspect she was also carrying a roadie. Uh, quite possibly a tinny mm, a of something, tinny. yes. An yes. Elko pop, which didn't run today. No. By the way. No. Uh, yeah, well, mm. I mean, I, I didn't actually see the race, but I'm glad an Irish horse won because I am of the Irish ilk. Look, Likewise, other, other... I'm just not glad the bloody thing won because I didn't have any money on it. Oh, mm. sucks to be you, love. It does. Um, look, other fashion atrocities. Uh, we did see something at Flinders that concerned me. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I, I struggled to describe it, but I did liken it to a piece of female genitalia. Yes, yes. A, a hat that looked somewhat um, vagina-like in <laughs> style with bits hanging off it. It was not a fascinator. It was a vaginator. A vaginator, yes. Mm. And then, of course, across the road at Hungry Jack's here from the Joy Studio, a young man nicely put together in a suit, but rather over-refreshed. Not sure if he was uh, I think pistas and coming or going. More, yes, more, um, yes. accurate. But he was de- <clears throat> delightful. Absolutely. He was. Absolutely he was. delightful. What I need to know is, um, is uh, Seamus, who, who does listen to our show, um, I need to know how he went in the ninth race because there's a horse called Famous Seamus, which I know he had a bet on, and lots of red was what he paired it with in a Quinella. And so how, given that you watched the race and you know who won, what's, did he win anything at oh, all? No, no, no. This is a later race, by oh, which okay. stage I couldn't have given a toss. I was too busy concentrating on getting this very, very busy program together with you. 
you. Well, we do have a big one tonight. We're talking to the amazing John Becker, um, formerly of The Truth Wins Out. He's a regular on our show. Yes. He's um, in Connecticut, and he's going to give us um, his thoughts on the election, which is in progress. Well, so. yes, tomorrow morning uh, about 10.30, the uh, the news will start filtering in here about uh, some of the early states, and, and, of course, that will happen all day. Predictions of a close one. I'm... I don't think so. I think Obama's got it in the bag. I think it's it's going to be in a landslide. I've been doing a bit of, you know, how I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to United States politics, being a bit doing a bit of the things online. Crunching the numbers. Crunching numbers, which states are likely to fall where. And I reckon uh, Obama, and, and I'll put this on the record publicly, about 309, 310 of the college votes. He only needs 270 to win. Mm. So that would be a little bit of a landslide. Well, let's hope so. Before we talk to John, we're going to talk to... Uh, Tom Mooney from Rainbow Labor in uh, South Australia. There's been some stuff going on with the Liberal Party mm. and uh, some, some allegations of, of homophobia. So we're going to chat about that. And we will also talk to Greens Senator Shane Ruttenberry. He's actually who, the MLA in, MLA. The, yeah, in the ACT. I always get it wrong. I know. There's so many acronyms. He's, oh, um, he's recently elected in the ACT elections. Katie Gallagher has uh, – there were eight Liberal, eight Labor seats won. There's 17 seats in the Parliament. So he – the Greens have formed a bit of a coalition with Labor with some with, with, with some, some conditions. Yeah, We're so, going to chat to him. But mm. This is the gayest station in the nation. Join 94.9. You're listening to Salt and Pepper with Serena and Pete. It must be Tuesday. Ethel Chop here. You're listening to Joy 94.9. Idiot. Yes, indeed, you are listening to Joy 94.9. It is a quarter past seven on a lovely Tuesday, Melbourne Cup night. Serena Ryan and I are here to sort of to have a look at the, what's happening in the news. We are, and we're, we're probably going to throw to a bit of American news later, but yes. I think we're going to go to something more local right now. We will. We'd love to hear from you. 0427 Joy 949. We have a message that someone's cousin's a jockey, and he uh, didn't win the cup, but he won a couple of other races today. Thank you, Tristan. And we send a great shout-out to Craig. His name is Craig W. Yes. And, uh, you know, Chuck. Well done. Excellent. Um, you can email us on air at joy.org.au. Serena, if they want to tweet. Well, the, you can go to Salt N Pepper Joy. You can send us an SMS on 0427 Joy 949. Or ring that on the front desk. On the dog and bone, one three hundred Joy 949. You know, ring up and say hello. Yes. Now, a bit of a story in the news just this last couple of days. Some some fairly nasty homophobic comments from the South Australian Liberal, Liberal Party. Now, these, these have been exposed in the House of Assembly during a discussion of Supreme Court Justice Ted Mulligan's appointment as a commissioner for the inquiry into sexual abuse of children in care. Tom Mooney is the co-convener of Rainbow Labor in South Australia. Joins us on the phone. Tom, good evening. Good evening. Some fairly damning comments. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if, if what was um, revealed during the debate in the House of Assembly is, is true, it certainly suggests that there's some deep-seated uh, homophobia within the Liberal Party in South Australia. Look, you know, this this is off the back of, you know, some, some clearly articulated homophobia nationally in the Liberal Party, certainly, when you've got the leader, you know, jumping up and down saying that he's a bit threatened by the homos. Um, what I find really interesting is that the opposition leader, Isabel Redmond, confirmed that this was actually said during the meeting, that he said, you know, this, this woman's sexuality was called up for question um, and she's saying that you know we agree that it's said but w- this is not because it's, it's not the reason why we didn't endorse this man to head up the inquiry what, what do you make of that I mean certainly it's concerning what what Isabel Redmond has confirmed is that uh, the comments were made by the previous Attorney General Robert Lawson so he, he was a shadow Attorney General when he was um, having a conversation with the Attorney General at the time Mick Atkinson um, and she was uh, at that meeting she she confirmed that um, 
uh, the recollection of the events was was correct, um, and and that those comments were made by Robert Lawson. So certainly. Um, she's confirmed that they, they were made and the inferences were there. Let's run back over the comments. Um, Michael Atkinson uh, and, and Robert Lawson had a, a discussion opposing the appointment of um, Supreme Court Justice Ted Mulligan to an inquiry. Now, the reason being was that he had shared chambers with Dame Roma Mitchell. Now, for those that don't know, Dame Roma Mitchell is a former governor of South Australia. She was a Supreme Court Justice. She was a groundbreaker as far as women were concerned uh, in South Australia, died in, in the year 2000. It, it, extraordinary sort of allegations. First of all, to to suggest that Dame Roma was in fact a lesbian or may have been a lesbian, and then deciding not to give this chap, uh, a Supreme, this former Supreme Court justice, this position to head up an inquiry because he shared an office with her. Is that sort of like, you it's know, contagious. she might be gay so you can catch it? Uh, I, I think the suggestion is uh, maybe that uh, because he shared a, an office with a, a woman who was reported to be a lesbian, not even not even confirmed, um, that uh, perhaps he wasn't fit to, uh, uh, you know, be the commissioner for an inquiry into abuse of um, children in state care. So, uh, I mean, it, it I would it suggests that there's an inference being drawn between homosexuality and and pedophilia. I guess. Well, I mean, that's certainly the inference that that we take from it is that. A, that homosexuality is linked to pedophilia, as you say, and, and secondly, that anybody who heads up this inquiry cannot be associated with anybody who is homosexual. But I think they've drawn a terribly long bow here, Tom, by suggesting that he would be less than capable of heading up this inquiry simply because he shared an office with someone. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and that's what, um, you know, certainly concerns us is that um, these, these kinds of ideas which are outdated and, and kind of... Uh, you know, from previous generations, um, would continue to um, play a part in the considerations of uh, decisions being made by the Liberal Party. Well, how they how they could consider perhaps the speaking ill of the dead in the first place. I mean, she has been dead for twelve years, and and what what her sexuality has to do with this man taking a role is is beyond understanding. What are you guys doing in South Australia? What's Rainbow Labor doing now to to call into question these gentlemen that have had this discussion? Also, calling into question the opposition leader Isabel Redmond. I mean, certainly, I, I'll have to be fair and say that Isabel Redmond is, is one person in the Liberal Party in South Australia who is quite supportive of um, issues affecting the, the gay community. But certainly she hasn't um, done enough in this instance to repudiate those comments and to clarify uh, whether or not that, that was a consideration of the party room at the time and um, to distance the, the current party from those comments and to make sure that, that they aren't sentiments which are currently held by people that, that make up the uh, Liberal Parliamentary Party in South Australia. Do you really think she's going to do that, though, given the track record of the Liberal Party being so staunchly opposed to anything relating to homosexuality? I, I think that if um, Isabel Redmond wants to uh, or do it, do as she says, and, and I mean, she claims to be a, a fairly progressive person uh, who supports uh, the community. If she uh, wants to live up to that claim, then she really needs to come out strongly against these comments. Hmm. Um, probably not... The right idea, but we've got a message uh, in here, Tom, from one of our listeners, James, who says it's odd that Rainbow Labor forgets John Murphy and Joe Brun when discussing homophobia in politics. I mean, I mean, certainly there are people within the Labor Party as well who, um, uh, we certainly Rainbow Labor doesn't share uh, views with these issues on, um, but I think that's more a reflection of, uh, you know, the broad church that is the Labor Party. 
Uh, but <laughs> at the same time, we, uh, you know, our, our party leadership still has a respectful um, discussion on these issues. And I, I think it, it's a bit different to, to bring Joe Bruin into the argument. He may oppose, for example, same-sex marriage and an equal marriage, but certainly he, uh, I don't think that he would agree that... Um, sharing an office with a, a woman who was uh, reported to be a lesbian is an adequate or is a real consideration of someone's ability to fill that kind of role. You make a valid point and it's interesting you call it a broad church when uh, DeBrun <laughs> Murphy et al are in fact uh, members of the very strong Catholic right of the Labor Party. Um, Tom, thank you for your time. It's, it's been good to talk to you and get your position. No um, what, what are the next steps just before we let you go? Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll continue to call for um, Isabel Redmond to distance herself from these comments and continue to uh, advocate for uh, these issues in substrate. And maybe uh, press them for a, a, a more appropriate code of conduct. Yeah, perhaps. Hmm, perhaps. Wouldn't that be nice? Look, we've just been chatting to Tom Mooney, who is the co-convener of Rainbow Labor in South Australia. Tom, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you. Take care. I think we're going to go send some messages, Pete. Yes, we should. Let's do that. Yes. Let's have a kiki. I want to have a kiki. Lock the doors. Let's have a kiki. You're having a kiki with Serena and Pete here on Joy 94.9. I want to have a kiki. Die. Turn. Work. Let's have a kiki. We are going to serve. And work. And turn. And hunt. Hello, this is Alison Moyer. You're listening to Joy 94.9. You certainly are listening to Joy 94.9. It's 29 minutes past seven on a Tuesday evening here on Salt and Pepper and Joy 94.9. Send us a message on air at joy.org.au or an SMS. 20427 Joy 949. On the landline. 1300 Joy 949. <laughs> and Twitter. Salt and pepper joy. Oh, lovely. Nicely done. Look, we are waiting to talk to John Becker on the phone uh, from America. So whilst we do that, we thought we might just pre-announce mm. some of this stuff. There's a lot of fantastic endorsement happening in America at there the moment is. for uh, a couple of very funny people. And they're not just going about endorsing Obama. What I like is that there's a strong call to action to get people to vote because it's not compulsory to vote no, in America. it's not. It's not. And we do have to remember it's 3.30 in the morning in uh, Connecticut, so that's probably why we're struggling to get Johnny. Oh, that's okay. Might he have might have his be, alarm. He might have. Oh, it's been known to happen. Yes, it has. Who do we want to start with? Perhaps Will Ferrell. Look, I like Will Ferrell because he's, he's done a really good parody on the importance of voting. Mm. So why don't we play that first and then come back and have a chat and see what's up next? Yeah. Hi, I'm Will Ferrell, comedian, actor, founder of Facebook, and I will do anything to get you to go out and vote on November 6th. I'm not kidding. Hungry? How about a home-cooked meal? Hope you like angel hair pasta. You need a guy to help you move a couch? Done. I've even got my own van. If you agree to vote in this year's election, I will personally give you a tattoo. Fair warning, I do not know how to draw. I'll do a dance just for you. That was just a taste. If you want the full buffet, you're gonna have to vote. If you vote, I'll eat anything you tell me to. Garbage, hair, human toenails, underpants, whatever. I'll do it. I'm serious, I'll do anything to get you to vote. I'll punch myself in the face, I don't care. Whatever it takes, just go to the polls on November 6th and vote. Vote Obama. It's a slam dunk. He is a very funny funny young man. man, isn't he? Yes. Now, um, I have an email here that's been sent by your dad. My dad? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Uh, That's Peter Ryan, right? 
Yeah, Papa Ryan. Papa Ryan. Yeah. He signed off, Papa. So we know they're listening in, w, in WA. It's come through on the email. Hi, sorry, our sound's gone for a while due to some well-intentioned tweaking by a certain brud. You get this. <laughs> that would be my brother. Sorry yeah. we don't get to listen to your latest quips with Pete Pepper. And hopefully some more toad in the hole for Twit Romney of Romneysville South Bum Place. I'm not using that word that your father has used. <laughs> um, so that's love yes from Papa. And I told you to stop doing that, Lola. Oh, look, you know, my dad, my dad has a reasonable obsession with, with my dog and the fact that she humps everything <laughs> with a pulse. And so he's always sending her presents and telling her to behave. That's so lovely. Mari and Peter Ryan in Western Australia. Love your guts. Thanks yes, for listening, sort of. It's good to hear from you. <laughs> now, we wanted to move on to... Um, it's Tammy Baldwin, who we talked about um, some time ago uh, on our 11 o'clock slot that we were doing uh, previously, uh, who sits on the brink of becoming the first openly gay candidate elected to the Senate. She is from the great state of Wisconsin, which brought us many things. Um, and None she, which spring to mind. No, no, no. She's a Democrat, um, and she's, uh, she's very likely to be... Um, to be elected to the Senate, which is fantastic news. Um, to She's quite a smart woman, and she's been, recently had a bit of a debate with the incumbent uh, Republican Tommy Thompson, um, who, well, I think he's a bit of an idiot. Um, yes. So in this debate, Tommy's talking to Tammy Baldwin about um, equal marriage, and, and this is you, you sort of get an idea of the discussion. 71 out of the 72 counties voted for a constitutional amendment in Wisconsin. I support those 71 counties uh, that uh, 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 same-sex marriage is not uh, legal in the state of Wisconsin, and I support that. It's, uh, it's an issue that's left up for the states, and that's where it should be. Representative Baldwin? I believe in principles of equality, and I certainly uh, support marriage equality. I recognize what the voters of Wisconsin uh, decided back in 2006. We know that uh, every year people are uh, thinking about this issue and changing their minds. I was very moved when I saw the president's interview in which he uh, talked about his journey to support marriage equality. He talked about the uh, parents of his uh, daughter's friends, he talked about meeting soldiers serving our country. He talked about all of the conversations along the way that got him to change his mind. I think that's what's happening across Your, America. Your time has expired, Representative Baldwin. Our next question is... Look, was, I think mm. she's a very intelligent lady. Yep, and I would be very happy to see her elected to uh, to be a, a, the first openly gay candidate elected to the Senate from the what, good state of Wisconsin. Well, what I really like is that um, she has this really strong throng of volunteers from the Victory Fund, which works to get gay and lesbian, bisexual and trans candidates elected to office. Mm. And they've come as far as Florida, New York and California to volunteer for her campaign. That's magnificent. I just think, activate the gay phone tree. Now, speaking, speaking of, of which, magnificent. Oh, and the gay phone tree. We've yes. got the lovely John Becker, bleary-eyed on the phone. Good evening, John, my darling. How are you? Good evening, Zareen and Pete. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. How are you? A little bit bleary-eyed, but, but energetic and fired up and ready to go. Well, thank <laughs> you for getting out of bed at 3.30 in the morning to talk to us. Um, what what's the feeling like where you are? You're you're obviously very uh, politically active. What's the feeling like, um, ready for this great big day that is ahead of you guys? Well, um, I'm in Vermont, which is a, a very very solidly blue state. So um, the, the, the the energy here is really high, really great. Everybody here is really excited to to go out and vote for President Obama to give him another term. Um, 
actually, the, the enthusiasm is so high here that some people, myself included, by the, uh, were going by the busload to New Hampshire, um, which is right next door. It's a little bit more, um, it, the, the state trends blue, but it's a little bit, there's a little bit more of a conservative street there. So we're, we're all headed over there just a couple of hours to make sure to knock on doors and to make sure enough voters get out that uh, New Hampshire votes for President Obama as well. Look, I, I think what, what you're doing over there is, is, is such wonderful stuff. You're such a strong campaigner, which is why we wanted to talk to you, because we thought you could give us a pretty good a pretty good breakdown of where the strengths and weaknesses of Obama's campaign might exist right now. Are, are, there, any, are there any weak spots that we need to be aware of going to the booths? Um, well, you know, I, the, the momentum is, is, on, is on the president's side nationally. That's, that's the good thing. Um, the latest polls that I've seen have shown that, that, that in, in, in all the key swing states, the, the numbers are breaking his way. So, so the momentum is clearly on his side. Um, I don't know if you've already discussed this, but there's this, there's this amazing pollster named Nate Silver who basically called the entire 2008 election. He had, he had all, all, I think almost 49, he, I think he had 49 and 50 states predicted correctly. And he predicted um, that, that, this, that the president is about 91% likely to win, and I think he updated it to 92% likely to win. So, um, we, you know, we've got like, and then that's the one pollster everyone's watching. So, you know, we've, we've got a lot of momentum in terms of weak spots. Um, there, you know, he's, he, he took North Carolina um, from red to blue in 2008, and they're not sure that he's going to be able to do that again. They, um, they're, they're figure that that's pretty likely going to be red. But um, in terms of yeah, in terms of like other weak spots where, where he should be performing better than he better than he will be, there, there aren't any more that I'm aware of. Is now you're going on the the by the busloads in New Hampshire, and I believe that's where um, is that the state that Romney is claiming that he's hailing from at the moment? <laughs> yeah, he's having he's having his um his his, uh, his party in Boston tonight. But yeah, he's he's um he's got a second home in New Hampshire on a lake up there. So, well, he has yeah. about eleven homes, doesn't he? <laughs> Yeah, you know, New Hampshire, Michigan, California, take your pick, you know, and, mm. and it varies by the day, so. And you also mentioned uh, swing states. Obviously, the two key states that have the most electoral college votes are Ohio and Florida. Um, early polling has been really positive for Obama in both of those states. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're really excited about, about both of those, especially Ohio, um, where, where he looks, I mean, he looks really strong. Actually, just tonight, I, I mentioned Nate Silver, that, that big-time pollster over here, he, um, he, he put, up, uh, put Florida into the, into the leaning Obama column as well, so that got a lot of people psyched up. Uh, but yeah, like in, in terms of electoral votes, Ohio and Florida are the two that are, that are absolutely huge. And frankly, if, um, if the president... Uh, if Ohio specifically, then uh, then we'll know, you know, if and when that happens, that Mitt Romney is is essentially toast because without Ohio, Romney's path to victory are almost none. Okay, well, we're building on that momentum and and our collective wishes down here in Australia that, you know, Mitt Romney is dead in the water vote wise. What does the next <laughs> term for Obama look like as it relates to, or what does it mean for, for gay and lesbian, trans, bisexual, intersex, queer folk, the full Monty? What's 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 the benefit? Well, <laughs> you know, in, in terms of the benefit for LGBT people, obviously, the president is is the most pro LGBT president, and um, that. America has ever had. I mean, you know, he's 
to and the Donash Don't Tell, the Institute of um, Workplace, uh, sorry, Hospital Visitation Protections, um, he, he stopped defending the so-called Defense of Marriage Act. Um, so, you know, one of, one of the main areas in which it's going to be helpful is um, there are a number of Supreme Court justices, uh, the, the highest court in the, in the United States, um, that are that are getting up there in age, and those are technically lifetime appointments. Um, they're expecting at least one, if not two, justices to, to retire during the second term. So, President Obama, a term will help to ensure that, those, that he appoints those justices, meaning that people with pro-LGBT views are going to be put out of the Supreme Court. And the Supreme Court, in this next term, is there are there are several marriage-related cases that are before it. So, you know, that there, there's LGBT issues coming up all the time before this court, and we need to make sure that there are pro-LGBT views on that versus Mitt Romney, who would like to appoint, you know, crazy women that bigots to that, to that <laughs> Well, I think he's planning on getting us all to be human shields, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, pretty much, you know, and, and that's the other, that's the, the scary thing about Romney. Well, like Pete said, it kind of depends on what day or what hour of the day you talk to him, but he is, <laughs> the, um, the right wing of the Republican Party is very suspicious of him because, you know, he, he'll say anything to get elected, so they really are holding his feet to the fire. He had a a, a, a gay staffer, and when when that came, came to light, the religious right cried and screamed and moaned so hard. The, the staff was essentially forced out of this campaign. We did Which cover that, yeah. Pretty outrageous. John, yeah, we're, we're actually... Covering- we're really struggling with this line here. We're, we're sort of losing you for bits and pieces. So what we're going to do uh, is let you go back to bed and get a couple hours rest before you head off to um, to New Hampshire in a couple of hours. Um, I made a little prediction before, and I'm going to go with it again. 309, 310 college votes to Obama um, in a landslide election win, and I think you and Michael and, and the rest of your LGBT, LGBT community over there are going to be incredibly happy. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure talking to you both, and uh, I, I hope your prediction comes true, Pete. We're going to work hard to make it happen. Well, we really appreciate your help, John. We're going to come back to you for a wrap-up once the votes are in. So um, we'll try and get you a little bit earlier in the day, though, so we're not dragging you out of bed so early. Have a safe trip today, mate. Thank you. Take care. Take care now. Cheers. He is a doll, isn't he? And oh, so good of him to delicious. get out of bed you know, at that hour just, of the morning. He's always, he's pathologically cheerful. Like mm. he's never, <laughs> he, he never has a bad word to say about anyone. He's just this total cheerful person. I just adore him. Well, the, the the proof will be in the pudding, I guess. And uh, in probably about 15 hours oh. time, we'll, we'll he, he's right. If Ohio goes, it's all Landslide, over. And there's baby. never been, the, the last eight or nine presidents, um, have, that have won an election in the United States have had the state of Ohio in their pocket. So it's very much the, the bellwether state. We might have a message or two. Is that what we're up to, Serena? I think, I think we are. I think it's time. We're getting the nod yes. from Matt. Yes, Matt's He's the giving boss us now. the nod. Okay, let's have a message. You're listening to Serena and Pete on Salt and Pepper on Joy 94.9, the gayest station in the nation. Hello, this is Gretel Colleen, and you're tuned into Australia's only gay and lesbian radio station, Joy 94.9. Good Lord, Gretel Colleen. I haven't heard that name in I some time. I felt like she was saying, it's time to go, uh, yes, Salt and pepper. pepper. Speaking of which, you are listening to Salt and Pepper. It's coming up to a quarter to eight. 
on Joy 94.9. Don't forget, we would love to hear from you. We'd like to know what you did for Cup Day and did you have a little bit of a win, perhaps? Uh, 0427JOY949, send us an SMS. Or you can get us it on an email of onair at joy.org.au. That should have been. You can email us at yes. clumsy as on the <laughs> landline. You can chat to the lovely Matt on the desk. That's 1300JOY949. Send us a tweet. Salt yes, and mm. pepper joy. Get, get all... all Technological. Technological. We've got a Facebook page as well, which people need to get across to and yes. throw us a like or two. Um, we've got uh, Shane Rattenbury on the phone right now here to talk to us about recent developments in AC in the ACT. Good evening, Shane. Good evening. Good to talk to you. Oh, much much better line too than our last guest in the United States. Um, mate, you hold the balance of power essentially now in the ACT after the election a couple of weeks ago. Uh, eight seats to the Libs, eight seats to Labor, which are the incumbent government under Katie Gallagher, the the, the chief minister there in the ACT. So you're all of a sudden um, wielding a great deal of power in the ACT. Yes, uh, that's the way the election has turned out. It's left me with a tremendous responsibility, but it's also provided great opportunity. And uh, in once the election result was clear, I've sat down and negotiated with both the Labor and Liberal parties to try and strike up an agreement. And ultimately, I've chosen to support the Labor Party, and we, we signed that agreement last Friday. Okay, so um, your 100-point Greens list of conditions included support for a light rail project and territory marriage ba- marriage equality laws. Mm-hmm. Talk us through the Greens' thinking behind that. Well, the overall package of policy measures that have gone into the agreement cover a whole range of issues across Canberra. Light rail has certainly been one of the headline stories out of that. It's time that we built light rail in this city. We need to transform the city from being such a car-dominated city into having better public transport. But there's a range of initiatives, including cleaning up our lakes, providing more park ranges, more school counsellors. So it's the sort of things that the community told us they needed in the run-up to the election. Now, with with no disrespect to anybody in the ACT, it is a god-awful place to drive. I get lost every time I drive. <laughs> so there's many a, roundabouts. A, a light rail would be... There's, <laughs> everybody in our studio is nodding, so I think we're, we're all on the same page there. But the, um, the, the equal marriage... Now, this has been tried before in the ACT. Um, it was quashed uh, through the federal court. How likely is it that it will happen this time? Well, the previous legislation that's been done in the ACT was on civil unions and sort of going, you know, I think if we go back seven, eight, ten years, that was very much where the debate was at. But I think since then, things have changed and people are saying we now want marriage equality. Uh, So we haven't tried it previously in the ACT for actual marriage, Uh, but we're working on the legal advice of George Williams, the constitutional lawyer, who has put a view that if the federal government doesn't uh, create marriage equality, it doesn't create the right for uh, homosexual people to get married... Uh, then that leaves the space free for the states and territories to do it. And that's the basis on which we'll be seeking to create legislation in the ACT. Okay, so building on that, will you take any lessons from the unsuccessful bid in Tasmania recently? Yes, certainly. I guess the difference with Tasmania was that in the lower house, the Greens and the Labor Party had the majority and they were able to pass it. It was the upper house that blocked it. Here in the ACT, we only have the one house. uh, And with with the Greens and Labor signed up to pass this, it is guaranteed to go through the chamber. It will become law in the ACT. Uh, the question mark will then become whether somebody challenges it in the High Court as being unconstitutional. So that will be the danger to the, any laws we pass in the Territory, which will be a little different to Tasmania. 
te- uh, the ACT is all of a sudden going to become the coolest place in Australia. You can buy uh, fireworks. Uh, there is incredible pornography, if that is your thing. There are like supermarkets, hypermarkets full of this stuff. Um, and now equal marriage. Is, this is going to change the face of uh, the ACT, is it? I think the ACT does have a bit of a reputation as being a little staid, despite all the things you've just mentioned. So, <laughs> <laughs> And chuck in a tram line, mate. You're going off like a frog in a sock. Well, exactly. And that's why I guess, you know, we do want to make this a really 21st century city. And uh, this agreement and the, and the partnership between the Greens and the Labor, I think, will make a real difference for that. And the commitments you made to your constituents in your seat of Malongolo. Tell me if I've pronounced that incorrectly. No, that's spot on. You've done um, well. It's probably one of the it, is it one of the biggest uh, areas politically or population. It is, yeah, it is. Yes, we have three electorates in the ACT, and we have these multi-member electorates. So Malonglo uh, returns seven members to the assembly, and the two outer electorates return five each. So there's over a hundred thousand voters in this central electorate. Look, I I think. I'm actually very excited to hear what you're doing, and uh, when when I when I think about the implications of of what it means for us, it feels like the ACT may in fact be the state that 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 pulls this off. And I think if you do, then you can expect an extraordinary influx of homosexuals into your state. Yeah, look, that's certainly something that's been canvassed. I think the, the, for me, the most important part is that we can we can get it done here, and it's the right thing to do. It should be done. Uh, we've seen in the debate at the federal level an incredibly disappointing outcome where I think the parliament is behind community sentiment. We know that a majority of Australians support marriage equality and I think we're going to be fortunate here in the ACT we've got a political dynamic that will allow us to get it done and hopefully that will be the first domino and will inspire other states, perhaps even the federal parliament, to finally move on the issue as well. Well, it's some wonderful precedent, mm, isn't it? And we, we do share your optimism Yes, and then of course I think the other issue we're touching on is this, you know, the so-called pink dollar, and we may see a level of tourism coming to the ACT. If that's a handy side effect for the ACT, well, good and well, uh, but it's certainly not the most important part of the story as far as we're concerned. It's it's really about equality, decency, and respect for all relationships. Oh, well, I think you've won two new fans here tonight, you Shane. You have indeed. Um, oh, thank you. We would certainly like to keep in touch with you about this issue and your passion for it. Um, I, I'm loving the sound of the 100-point Greens list of conditions. It sounds like you're not just tackling equality, but it, it, a lot of the stuff you're doing is about access as well, which is another form of equality. So congratulations. Thank um, you. We are, we are thrilled to have you on board backing this equality initiative for our community. We've been chatting to Greens MP Shane Rattenbury, who's just had a, a recent win in the ACT and is now a new poster boy for ACT Marriage Equality. Thank you, Shane. Thank Good you. night. Good Thanks night. for joining us. You're welcome. What a great guy. Yeah, he's, he's a top bloke. Wow. Um, and, you know, um, I, I sent a tweet the other day when I saw this that Canberra is seriously going to become the funnest place in this country. Porn, fireworks and... Gay marriage. Gay marriage. Equal marriage. Equal um, marriage. Quick message from uh, Donna Frock and Sibylla Deluxe saying they've had a lovely drive to the shires of Mitchell and Murrurundi with lunch on the way back at Seymour East. Thank you, ladies. That's Murrindindi, Pete. What did I say? Murrurundi. Uh, where's that? Murrindindi, it's out um, somewhere. The yeah. girls can probably send us another <laughs> yeah, message yeah. and clarify their coordinates if they like. Sibylla Deluxe, that's a very fancy name. Yes, and Donna Frock. And Donna Frock. Uh, I wonder if they're performers. Oh, they could be. Possibly. Who would, who would know? <laughs> um, we're just going back now to our, our US discussion. Thank you. Um, we just had to chat to Shane there. We've got some more people who are um, well, celebrities who are endorsing their, um, their favoured... Uh, 
incumbent for the presidency tomorrow. Well, I want to um, share with you the the share and Kathy Griffin audio, which is sponsored by a major Jewish organisation. Oh. Life is that gift from God, and I think even when life begins in that horrible situation of rape, that it is uh, something that God intended to happen. There's so much at stake. I hope you'll join me in supporting Richard Murdoch for U.S. Senate. Actually, Mitt, we won't be joining you because there's a lot at stake in this election, especially for women and people who like women and respect them. I'm looking at you gays, LGBTQIABCD. Look, the point is, this is not the election to be complacent. Honestly, this is sick stuff. Richard Murdoch thinks pregnancy resulting from rape is a gift from God. Is that not true? No. Okay. Do you want this guy in the Senate? Maybe he can sit next to Todd Aiken, the Republican nominee from Missouri, who thinks that women's bodies magically shut down pregnancies that result from legitimate rape. Beep, 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 beep. Is that how they magically attack? Yes. Okay, great. Well, look, these guys aren't running for town councilmen, okay? They're running for the United States Senate. And what about the guy that looks like Dracula? Okay, luckily I speak Cher. She means Paul Ryan. You know that guy who thinks that women should only have the right to choose in cases of forcible rape? I didn't know if there was such a thing as unforceable rape. Well, there isn't, but shh, enough share with you and your logic. The point is that Romney and his buddies are trying to turn back time on women's rights. Look, this is serious. It's all or nothing. We are talking about choice and fair pay and health care one by one. I mean, they are basically acting like a bunch of gypsies, tramps, and thieves. Kathleen. If you believe... What? We're trying She's to be icon. serious. You're, I'm trying to let you be an icon. All right, I am an icon. All right, well, I'm kind of like a regional okay, icon. Will you well, give me that at least? Yeah. All right. So ladies in Des Moines, voters in Madison, voters in Portsmouth, voters in Fort Lauderdale, voters in Cleveland, we need you to do something for your country. We need you to come together, protect women's rights. So on November the 6th, go and vote. Make your friends vote. Call other people and tell them to vote. Text your grandma. Talk to my 92-year-old alcoholic mother. Make that person vote. The person that's like, oh, it's a long day for me. I might want to go to the club later. Get that dude to vote. I mean, this is share, bitches. Do what she says. And God bless America. I'm Cher and I approve this message. I think I got the hair thing perfect. I really do. It's the small finger, right? Romney wants to turn back time. Good Lord. <laughs> Kathy Griffin and Cher, they're endorsing their support, not just for uh, Barack Obama, but for, for Americans to go and vote. We're going to have a couple of messages and pop back very shortly uh, to, to wrap it up and a couple of more endorsements maybe. I think so. Hi, this is Guy Grossi and you're listening to Joy 94.9. Oh, bit of guy, grossy. We should bring some food in. Yes. Now, well, he's only across the road. I know. We are talking um, in this last part of the program about the US election tomorrow. Um, so from, I think, about 10.30, you'll start to see some activity on certainly the non-commercial channels. I we'll don't, certainly be tweeting it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I'll yeah. actually be quite busy in my office. I don't doubt it. With maps and things going crazy because I'm a bit of a tart for the politics. We do have a tweet that's just come in uh, clarifying our previous tweet from um, Donna and Donna Sibylla. Um, performers, we're old hoofers from way back and younger than springtime. Oh, thanks for Aren't listening. Telling oh. us that Murrindindishire is part of the highlands adjacent to Yay. Think 2009 bushfire area. Big shout out to those travelling and, uh, you know, get home safe. Be safe on the roads. Speaking of... I don't know how I can draw a line between safe and Romney, so I'm not even going to try. Well, he's unsafe. He's unsafe. He's the opposite of safe. There's a little endorsement message here from mm, someone rather mm. well known. Hello, everyone. I have to say that despite those unimaginably horrible good job numbers, we're feeling pretty confident. Those drapes aren't fit to hang in the Burns bedroom. You mean the Lincoln bedroom? 
For now, there's only one thing that might deny us the presidency that is the God-given property of the Republican Party. The 47% tape? Nope. The empty chair? Nope. Cayman Islands? Not a problem. Swiss bank accounts? $10,000 bet? I'd like to fire people? Forcible haircut? The tax returns that Wesley Snipes would call suspicious? No, 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 and no. It's a shaggy dog story about an actual shaggy dog. Apparently, while on vacation, old Mitt strapped his mutt to the roof of his car for a brief 650-mile jaunt. So tonight, we will explain what truly happened and why Mitt is once again a Mormon mensch. Release the hound! Now, Seamus, what did you think about being strapped to the roof of your dada's car? What's that? You liked being tied to the roof of the car? Because it allowed you to see more of this great land of ours and its wonderful natural resources, ripe for drilling and mining and exploiting. Anyway, to put this issue to rest, let's see whose company this noble beast prefers. On one side, we have Mitt Romney offering up an all-American treat. But to even odds, President Obama will tempt you with one of his wife's delicious, healthy snacks. Well, Seamus... Who do you like better? Broccoli Obama. Or Meet Romney. Who do you want to take care of you for the next four years? <coughs> oh, another jumper. Bring in the next dog. Look, <laughs> you know. <laughs> from The Simpsons endorsing Mitt Romney, the Republican, for tomorrow's uh, election. I think we're out of time, Pete we Dillon. Are. We need to thank the lovely John Becker, who's probably gone back to bed. Yes, we do. Shane Ruttenbury. Yes, we also need to thank uh, Tom, Tom Mooney uh, in South Australia. We need to thank Matt, Matt and Matt, uh, Matt, 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 our Matt, panellist, Matt. Matt on the front desk, and Matt for doing our live read. Oh, gosh, there's a third Matt. I know. Mm, gosh, and uh, thank you also to Brett for the news before we commenced. Spirit Lounge is next. We better they are. vacate the studio and go and have an ice cream. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Listen to our look out for our tweets tomorrow because we will be tweeting the bejesus out of this election. And you can download our podcast at joy.org.au. when you want, where you want with the Joy app. Download it for free at joy.org.au joy.org.au Thanks for listening to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. To find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.